welcome to another episode of Burnt Out to Badass. I'm your host, Dr. Erin Wiseman, and I'm here to showcase amazing people who have recovered from burnout and reclaim their inner badassery. And it's not because of what they do, but because of who they are. I get into the grunge of burnout, how it felt like on the inside, yet looked on the outside, and we re-witness with them their dark night of the soul. Then we walk through their journey and celebrate where they have come to now. It's not perfect, but it's imperfectly marvelous. And today I am talking to Vicki Bradley. She talks about being a seasoned executive for the last 25 plus years, leading high-performing teams in the retail industry. She gets into her burnout and tells about today how she's the founder and executive coach at Vicki Bradley and Company, where she works with a variety of individuals, teams, and organizations to advance their leadership journey. She works one-on-one with clients and with teams to help focus on awakening their conscious leadership, navigating their professional lives, and recharging confidence. She's also a single mother of two young adults, and in her free time, she might be traveling the world, walking on a beach, playing golf, paddleboarding, or reading a good book. Okay, let's get into our conversation today. Welcome to the podcast, Vicki Bradley. It's so great to have you here on Burnt Out to Badass. Oh, thanks, Erin. Excited to be here. Yeah. So this podcast is all about telling our stories of burnout, kind of ripping off the Band-Aid and shedding some light into portions of our life sometimes that we like to hide back from. But what I really want to do, and that's why I've brought you on the podcast, is talk a little bit about your burnout story, and then we'll talk about how you're living your most badass life now. So let's get a little bit into the grunge. Tell me a little bit about the time in your life when you were experiencing burnout. Have we got all day for that one? (laughs) Well, you know what? It started about 15 years ago. I hit a wall, Erin, to be quite honest. Like I I was an executive. I spent 25 plus years. I'm not going to tell completely, but 25 plus years in the retail industry as an executive, typically only female in these roles. And then one day I woke up and I couldn't walk and my body had been telling me, it had been giving me the signals and saying, you know, you're, you're getting close. And I just kept pushing because it was, you know, what we do. And I woke up this, this one particular morning. So I'm in Toronto, Canada, just North of the city, actually. And I was, I had a flight to Dallas, Texas, and I'm waking up at 3am. I can't move. And I called and said, you know what? I'm not going to be there. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I physically cannot walk. And so that was kind of the beginning of this whole spiral of my entire world changing. And a big part of it, I think, was the stress that I was under and the constant go, go, go. Um, At that time in my career, I was running both Canada and the US. I had a new baby that was seven months old. I had a four-year-old. And so everything just sort of collided, I think is the best way to say it. And I was completely exhausted and burnt out. Like I was on a flight multiple times, even in one day, trying to get from here to there, you know, to just really make sure our business was flourishing. And anyway, I spent a week in bed and thought, okay, that'll take care of it. And exactly a month to the day, the same exact thing happened again. 
because I'd got, I went right back to work, started doing the exact same thing. I didn't change those patterns. And, um, this time there wasn't like a return. So, you know, the doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And they said, you're just going to have to take some time off. And so I spent the next 18 months trying to even figure out, cause I'm a healthy, you know, 40 year old female that was thriving, had the best career in the world. And all of a sudden I am flat out on my back. And so that was kind of the beginning of it. And so I spent about eight years after that you know, getting a diagnosis, going through rehabilitation, trying to figure out how to cope, how to handle the stress, how to, you know, really just figure out what's next in my life. And I started doing better. And my doctor said, okay, I think you can probably go back to work. So this is after eight years. And we're talking type A personality, you know, very strong woman. And I was back to work, walked right back into a vice president role in a great iconic retailer here in Canada. And about three months in, I started having symptoms again. And my body just slowly, you know, I think you and I talked about this earlier, my body, I was pushing, I was pushing, I'm still ignoring it saying, no, 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 this can't be happening again. I've got too much work to do. Too many people are counting on me. And so I kept pushing and going. And within five months, I was back in bed again and couldn't walk. I spent the entire summer in bed. Uh, again, rehabilitating and trying to figure out, you know, what what am I going to do with my life? Because my doctor said at that point, she goes, you can't do this any longer. And so that was really, I would say, the beginning for me of who I really am. And so I did a lot of soul searching. I had to go inside and figure out what the heck is this? My body was telling me, but my brain was just refusing to believe that it was over until I hit that final that final moment. And I decided to go back to school and I got my certification in coaching. And so life since then, I've had to really tune myself to my body because I truly believe if we're listening, our bodies will tell us what is happening. And so I I had to start paying attention. <laughs> I'm headstrong. And so, you know, multiple times of ignoring it, then all of a sudden I couldn't ignore it any longer. And so that's really where I think I've come into my fullness is being able to stop that hamster wheel and the rat race and trying to please everybody else and really looking at how do I, how do I thrive in this environment and how do I really be what I need to be for myself and for everybody else that I serve and and look after. And so that's, that's kind of the, the Reader's Digest version. Absolutely. You know, I feel like in life, there's moments that are like a feather tickle that you're like, oh, what's that? I never used to notice those before. I had to get the fucking two by four upside the head <laughs> multiple times. And it sounds like that is exactly where you were at, too. I mean, Absolutely. literally not walking <laughs> and and. And trying to return to work. I mean, my background is in healthcare. So as a physician, I mean, there were times I walked around, I'd put my own IV in, strung the tubing up through my white coat and put it in my pocket, you know, so that I could keep going, keep going. And what do you think it is about that? That's that driving force of like, if I just keep going, at least for you. Yeah, I think part of it, I kept thinking, well, honestly, I thought I was superwoman, right? It was like, I've handled so much already in my life. I can do this. 
right? Like no big deal. I mean, I, I was a single mom, two kids, president of a, a major retail organization. And I'm like, I'm in, I'm, you know, I, I'm indestructible. This is just a moment in time. It's going to pass. I'll be fine. And to your point, it took the two before hitting me over the head to go, yeah, you're not listening. And so, you know, physically, my body just shut down and said, okay, your brain's not listening. So your body has to. So, you know, I think that often women, we think that we have to be everything to everybody. And so it's like that adrenaline, right? Like you think about like if your child gets trapped under a car, right? That adrenaline kicks in and and how, you know, God is with us and we're able to just lift that car and pull that child out because there's so much in us. And I think that that happens in other ways in our life too, not quite to that degree, but we just keep pushing and, and pushing because we feel like if we don't, the world's going to come to an end. And for me, I, I finally realized that, yeah, the world's not going to end because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here pushing and pushing and that I'm really not able to serve unless I'm taking care of myself first and foremost. And so there's been a whole shift in how I work and I am a servant leader. There's no question. Like, you know, the work that I do is really about how do I help others recognize this in themselves um, so that they don't get to that same extreme burnout place. Like you've been, like I've been and countless others of us. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think part of it is the type A, the alpha female in all of us who is like, I'm woman, hear me roar. That we do get to a place both externally with external validation of people saying like, you're amazing. You do such a good job. I don't know how you keep it all together. And then internally, we keep convincing ourselves like, oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm better this. I'm superhuman. And for me, it was a humbling moment when I had to say like, oh, shit, I'm human too. Mm. Like things happen to me too. Like I said, a very good point, but also a, a very wounding point to my ego as well to have to get to that. When you were going through, um, you know, the initial episode where you couldn't get out of bed and then the subsequent um, recovery, you talked about, you know, the events of it, but what were you feeling on the inside during that time? Was it like, okay, I can conquer this. I can get through this. Like, did that part of you kick in or was there some awareness of like, oh, maybe I am going to have to change some things? You know, if I'm being completely honest, on the exterior, it was keep going, keep going. People are relying on me. But on the interior, what I knew was happening is that my world as I knew it was being ripped apart. So, Unraveling. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got sick. My husband walked out. I had two children under the age of five. I My company got sold after I got sick. And it was like all of these things, like on the inside, I felt like the world as I knew it had just exploded inside of me. And it was the way I described it at one point was it was like this toxicity just took over inside. And I knew at that moment, if I didn't change, I would die and not physically die, but die like internally. And so I knew I had to make changes in order to be here to raise my kids and to have an impact in the world. And I didn't want to admit that because so many people relied on me. It was like, no, 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 they can't know. 
what I will say is that once I started talking about it and sharing that, that amount of grief, because you do go through grief, right? Because you're, you're losing a part of yourself. But once I started to express that and share that, it was like, it was like a little bit of light started shining in and showing me that, no, you're not going to die. <laughs> you, there's a bigger purpose for you being here. And so you just haven't realized it yet. And I truly hung on to that. And I, I, to this day, I mean, it's been 15 years since I went through this. And to this day, I am so grateful that I got sick. I am so grateful that I hit that moment in my life because I would have never, I would have never slowed down long enough to recognize my purpose and what I am doing now. And I know that fully because I was that per I'm competitive. I'm, you know, you mentioned the type A personality, like I'm that person who just push, push, push. And so having had this illness and have these things happen really did provide me that opportunity to step back and question myself. And was I really even happy doing that? Was I happy, happy being on the hamster wheel? And the truth was I wasn't. And I just was too stubborn to look at it and to admit it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think because that's what's presented to us as fulfillment of happiness. If you do steps A, B, and C, you will achieve X, Y, Z. And so there's safety in the hamster wheel. And I know I talk to people all the time and, you know, I am a big supporter of sabbatical healing taking not just the like small break off the hamster wheel, but just going away from it, leaving it all together because you have to have that time away, that, that literal time away, be it that it comes from your own choosing or it comes, I think probably subconsciously, like you said, your body knowing and saying like, all right, if you're not going to do it, we're going to take you down so that you must do it. And I've talked to so many women professionals who have had similar stories of unknown diagnoses, but literally their body stopped. They had stroke-like symptoms. They lost their vision. They had a traumatic accident. It's, it's one of those that I hope to inspire people to, to crack open the surface because the thought of they can't know, I just want to say like, I bet seven out of the 10 people walking around you in your office building feel very, very similar. Oh, absolutely. It's that community that you need to let the light shine in and to normalize how you're feeling and then also have some awareness of like, oh, but it doesn't have to be like this. So who or what was most instrumental in all of this for you? Wow. <laughs> That's a, it's a huge question. It, it is actually, because there's, it's, I wouldn't say it's been one person. It's been a number of not just people, but even circumstances that really pushed me to, to take that step back. I mean, I've had great coaches that have worked with me and still work with me um, to help me recognize and push myself beyond what sometimes we can see, right? It's like, it's that example of, you know, my, my brain was saying one thing, but my body was saying something completely different. And I was fortunate enough to have good people that helped me see things that allowed me to move forward, not to stay stuck and not to stay in a particular situation. 
one event that took place is when I actually went back to school and got my certification. And so I did a double certification and one was to become a master practitioner with energy leadership. And that energy leadership was such a pivotal point in my life because it's really helped me learn how to have choice and to take situations that, you know, I potentially was highly reactive to in the past. And now I can take that pause and look at how do I respond to that? And so going through that learning experience and even the community of the the other students I was with, that was such an important part of my life and has helped me, you know, really move to where I am now. And the amount of peace that I have internally is unbelievable because the reality is we all get stressed, right? We're, we're human beings and that is normal, but it's how long do we stay in that state? And so for me, I really practice moving out of that catabolic, reactive, victim or uh, anger energy into a place that's more serving and much more anabolic. Yeah. So with that, going to school, learning a new trade and implementing it, what has the journey been like from there moving forward? Oh my gosh. It's been incredible. (laughs) You know what? I I have been so blessed. Um, You know, I'm an executive coach. I work, I, I focus on women specifically because of just my own experiences, you know, having been a high performing executive, burning out, crashing, getting this illness, um, and then really transforming my life at an age where I was at, I was at my peak time in my career. And so making these shifts has been incredible. I've met so many amazing people. I've been able to work with so many wonderful people and I get to do it on my time, my schedule, you know, and all of those things are very freeing, right? I mean, you talked about the sabbatical, making sure that you're taking that time to reflect. And so I get to, you know, do that on a daily basis now. And I get to also pick who I want to work with, which is that in itself is pretty darn amazing. Absolutely. And so for that woman that's sitting out there listening to our conversation today, what do you really in her heart want her to know and to do after hearing us talk? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, number one is to recognize that you're not alone. There's a great community, whether it's your community, my community. I mean, there's so many wonderful communities of support and people who accept you for who you are. And I think the the thing that I would really want people to realize is that you're here for a much bigger purpose than what you think. And so you owe it to yourself to go out and discover what that actually is. We're not meant to be on the hamster wheel, stressed out, running from event to event. We are meant to be here to make a difference in the world. And I I believe every single one of us have our own gifts and talents to be able to do that. And so you owe it to yourself to figure out what that looks like and start to recognize that in your life. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, programming, and how folks can connect with you and follow you. 
Thank you. So I do a couple of things. So I have a women in leadership empowered group, which is really a community, but we do courses in our community where we focus on conscious leadership, the assessment I was talking about, the energy leadership, like that is part of our program. We work on, it's on networking, it's building community, it's leadership skills. And when I say leadership skills, Erin, I'm referring to how you lead your life, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, you're the vice president of marketing or anything like that. It's how you lead your life. And so really knowing yourself and how you're showing up in the world, because every day is a gift. And so it's taking that gift and being able to actualize it the way you want to actualize it. So I do the Women in Leadership Empowered program. You can uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, either under Vicki Bradley or Women in Leadership Empowered. And then I do one-on-one coaching with executive women, those who want more of a individualized and customized program or, or course so that, you know, they're really integrating what they're learning into themselves and, and being able to live that life to the fullest. Absolutely. Well, Vicki, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, for sharing your story. And the badass in me honors the badass in you. Ah, thanks, Aaron. I'm always so thrilled to share these stories that are so transformative, that encourage, inspire, and infuse all of us with hope and inspiration. If you need some more of that in your life, come hang out with me at burntouttobadass.com. Check the show notes. We got lots of great resources, and I would love to see you in there. All right. And don't forget, my friend, the badass in me honors the badass in you. I'm coming, better watch out I'm coming